Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Monday, September 30th, 2019. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. Today's article comes from real estate news exchange, renex.ca. Apartment investment is paying off for REITs by Steve McLean. Fundamentals for the apartment sector have never been stronger, with low vacancies across Canada and increasing interest from institutional investors and real estate investment trusts. TD Securities Director of Investment Banking, David Bloomstone, moderated a session on apartments with five executives at the September 5th Real REIT conference at the Metro Toronto Convention Centre. He said there's been $1.93 billion in multi-residential sales volume, involving properties worth more than $20 million in Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal so far this year. CIBC Capital Markets Executive Director of Institutional Equity Research, Dean Wilkinson, said REITs are performing well on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Um, Sure. They didn't finish off so well last last week, but that's okay. Real estate comprises 3.5% of the TSX, but has accounted for close to one-third of the equity issuances this year, he added. Real estate is trading at a 10-15% to 15% premium over net asset value, and while multifamily has traditionally been seen as a defensive investment, valuations are near historical highs. Wilkinson doesn't think that will change and believes there's still room to grow. Ottawa-based Interrent REIT owns and manages more than 9,000 apartment suites in 15 cities in Ontario and Quebec. President Brad Cutsey said he doesn't care as much about immediate yield or cap rates as he does location when buying an apartment property. The REIT looks for properties where it can add value through its operating platform to increase net operating income through Increase, uh, increasing revenues, lowering expenses, or both. So basically compress the cap rates. Cutsy said Interrent is focusing on delivering good experiences for tenants and it wants to embrace more technology to become more efficient and improve revenues. The only reason why I chuckle is because Interrent uh, has, two, has several towers in um, Hamilton and two of which are in Stony Creek and it was the center of some um, rent strikes in the spring and the beginning of the summer. I don't know whatever came of it, but uh, because they were, as people, well, they were offering buyouts and then as people were moving out, they were going and renting, renovating and upping the price and then the tenants didn't like that. Rents are going from like 700 to thousand or something oh and they got an agi that's right they got an agi and they upped the rent by like 75 dollars a month and um people were uh, not happy but anyway apparently they're doing fine because i haven't heard anything more about the rent strike so i think i would have heard about it if anything had changed uh calgary-based calgary-based boardwalk reit owns more than thirty thousand apartment units in four provinces. Senior Vice President of Corporate Development, Lisa Russell, said there was a very strong rental market in Alberta from 2000 to 2015. However, the turbulence of the last four years 
has resulted in both incentives and increased vacancies. They're both going down now, according to Russell. Toronto-based CapReit owns 58,000 suites in major cities in Canada, as well as in the Netherlands and Ireland, as a major shareholder in European Residential REIT, and a minority shareholder in Irish Residential Properties REIT. Executive Vice President of Operations, Jonathan Fleischer, said the REIT is seeing substantially better financial returns in Europe than Canada. Interesting. He explained that the capitalization rates are around 3% and financing is around 2.5% in Canada, while cap rates in Europe range from 3 to 4.5% and borrowing costs are less than 1%. I think Ireland is one of the countries that's getting close to, if not in negative interest rate zones. That's crazy. CapRate also has the capacity to create approximately 10,000 additional suites on land it already owns. We're looking at increased development costs. So what we're doing is putting the entitlements in place, which take a very long time of five to seven years, Fleischer explained. We feel there's huge value in just getting zoning, and then we'll decide what to do with those sites at the appropriate point, whether it be a joint venture or sale, a sale or an actual development. They're essentially getting the zoning and then sitting on it because of the development costs. Huh. Fleischer said Capri is focused on technology, uh, process improvements, and finding a, finding better ways to do things. It's also putting a big push on environmental, uh, social, and governance benchmarks and hopes to submit an application to join GRESB next year. Wait a minute. What's, I'm, I'm not familiar with GRESB, so I'm going to look it up real quick. So it's basically, uh, so it's a, I guess GRESB is this, yeah, it, it, it also, it's also putting a big push on environmental, social, uh, and governance benchmarks. So though that, that's ESB, environmental, social, governance bench, benchmarks. Um, it, it, without diving too deep, it's um, GRSB measures and assesses those benchmarks. Uh, and helps, I guess it helps the REIT um, find ways to actually hit those. But anyway, uh, that's a sidetrack. So CapRate is focused on technology, process improvements, finding better ways to do things. It's also putting a big push on ESB, environmental, social, and governance benchmarks, and hopes to submit an application to join GRESB next year. Joint ventures have become more popular in recent years, especially as retail property managers are considering what to do with excess land and density on their sites. Anybody on the commercial side considering getting into uh, multi-res would be very well served to go with a platform that understands the business, said Fleischer. Cutsy within a said interrent is excited about the, the joint ventures that has formed to date and looks forward to learning from them. Projects Involving the REITs represented by the panelists were highlighted during the session. Boardwalk entered its first 50-50 joint venture with Rio Can in 2016 on the Brio development in Calgary. The project has 10,000 square feet of commercial retail space and two residential towers with 162 rental units. 
Boardwalk and Redwood Properties are in a 50-50 partnership in a project at 45 Railroad Street in Brampton, Ontario, with 10,000 square feet of commercial space and two residential towers containing 365 rental units. Boardwalk and Rio Can are doing a 50-50 joint venture on a Mississauga, Mississauga project. They've submitted plans for rezoning to allow 12,000 square feet of retail in two towers with 470 units. Caprite has one-third interest in a King High Line project in Liberty Village with First Capital Realty. It has 160,000 square feet of commercial retail space, wow, and three residential buildings with 506 suites. And last one, Interrent, 25%, Brookfield, 50%, and CLV Group, 25%, have joined, have joint ventured on a project in Burlington involving three parcels of land acquired for $65 million, which is really interesting because Burlington has halted all development. Maybe just in the downtown, though, so this might not be, this might be more in the, like, industrial or, uh, yeah, more in the industrial area. Bloomstone said... The Quebec apartment market is attractive right now because of very good fundamentals, especially in Montreal. Cutsy said Interrent has, been, Interrent has been bullish on Montreal since acquiring its first property there in 2012. The rental market in Montreal is about double the size of Toronto's, and the city has benefited from affordability issues in Toronto and Vancouver. Okay, so that stat... Uh, Montreal's rental base being about double, rental market being about double of Toronto's is really interesting and something that stuck out to me in the RBC report, I think it was that uh, read through on Saturday, maybe it was, it was Friday or Saturday I think it was Friday anyway, it was last week um, So one of the previous episodes has to do with um, an RBC report talking about how uh, how much rental how many rental units we need Ontario and Toronto needs to fill to keep up with demand. They need about twenty six thousand, almost twenty seven thousand uh, rental units, and they're only producing about five thousand. They only have 5,000 under construction, although they have almost 60,000 uh, condo units under construction. Well, it, this RBC report compared, and I'll link back to the episode in the show notes. This RBC re- report compared uh, four or five major cities, so like Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto, Montreal. There might have been one other one, but, um, and what they're doing. The, the rental stock that they have under construction, as well as um, the condo stock they have under construction, and then how much they're, that each city needs to meet the demand. Well, Toronto needs a ton, but they're barely building anything, whereas Montreal, I think, had like 11,000 construction uh, rental units under construction. It's, it's interesting. Um, Montreal's definitely doing more to meet the rental demand, uh, and Toronto's barely squeaking by. So, okay, moving on. Cutsy pointed out that 35,000 students move to Montreal every year, and many of them are staying.
While Boardwalk remains very bullish on Alberta, where Russell said rents are averaging $1.35 per square foot, it wants to become more geographically diversified over the long term. There's no firm timeline for that, according to Russell. Calgary headquartered Northview Apartment REIT owns 27,000 multifamily units and 1.1 million square feet of commercial space. President and Chief Executive Officer Todd Cook said the REIT has a strong presence in Kitchener-Waterloo and London and wants to upgrade its portfolios there. He likes Ontario because of its growing population and the fact that it's stabilizing some of the more volatile Western Canada markets where it owns properties. Cook said Northview will focus on investing in its team to provide good customer service, which can spur rental growth. It will also become more involved with providing more affordable housing through new development. I'm going to pay attention to Northview a little bit more now. That's interesting. Capreet has undergone a rapid expansion from 6,500 pads in manufactured housing communities to 11,669 sites in 72 communities across the country. Fleischer said it loves the business because of low capital expenditures, less intensive management, and good financing. We rent out our pads to people and you can bring your own home and pay us a monthly rent and we provide certain services, said Fleischer. Manufactured housing communities also present development opportunities. We develop the pads, we put a home on it, and then we rent to the people in those communities where renting is the preferable option, option said Fleischer. Cap rates are in the range of 5 to 6% depending on whether you're buying a large portfolio or just one community at a time, according to Fleischer. We would get into this in a more meaningful way, but the deal flow really doesn't exist, he said. Manufactured homes, huh? Interesting. So apartments are loving the market right now. Like apartment REITs are loving the market right now. That makes, that's that's not surprising. It we're probably, you know, very close to the peak of our, of, of this, in Ontario anyway, we're very close to the peak, if not at the peak or, you know, just, just passing the summit of our uh, real estate cycle here. And this is where apartment REITs just love it because they come in and, take advantage of low vacancy, dump the money in, and that one, who was it that was talking about just buying or using, zoning the existing land they have and holding? Yeah, Capri. We're looking at increased development costs. So what we're doing is putting the entitlements in place which takes a very long time of five to seven years. We feel there's huge value in just getting zoning and then we'll decide what to do with those sites at the appropriate point. Yeah. Love to hear your thoughts. If you're involved with apartment rental investing, uh, if you work for any of these companies or if you work for another apartment REIT, um, if you invest in apartment buildings yourself, I'd love to hear from you. recoffee at joelarnt.ca recoffee at j-o-e-l-a-r-n-d-t dot c-a
if uh, you know someone who's looking at getting into apartment renting or has, you know, maybe you're trying to get them into it or um, they're just trying to understand the, the market a little bit more, send this episode to them, share this episode with them. If you want to get daily real estate news articles, subscribe uh, and that way you get the notification every time a new episode is available. Real Estate and Coffee is uh, available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, and a bunch of others. So um, you should have access to it almost no matter which app you use. This apartment investing thing is, is a lot of fun to read about because what these guys, what these people do with their money is obviously very strategic and um, you know it, it's something that is very easy to pare down to, uh, to a smaller process. The, the, the decisions they're making make sense no matter what scale you're investing at and so it's like you don't have to invest in apartment rentals to realize where the good investment, where the good rental investment markets are. Obviously, Montreal has a really good rental market. Now, there's going to be other things to watch out for, but you know, maybe owning in, owning property in Montreal isn't the worst idea. I don't know what the prices are in Montreal right now, but if the rents are there, right? So anyway, it's just how they operate, how they think is can be, I think, can be modeled down for the individual investor. Also, they're making a lot more broad strokes moves and they'll have a lot more cash on the line, a lot more, well, maybe not cash, but they'll have a lot more invested and, and a lot more exposed. So um, they're gonna play it a lot safer than most others they need to be very sure of where their money's going because they're publicly traded companies, most of them. I think all of these ones mentioned are publicly traded. I have them on a watch list. The other thing is, uh, there's a gentleman named Pierre-Paul Turgeon, and he has, he's done some, he's done a lot of uh, apartment investing himself now obviously not at the scale that these people are doing it at but you know eight ten twenty units he invests in apartment buildings uh, he was on a couple podcasts i think uh, in the spring yeah and a just very interesting approach he used to work for cmhc so he understands this whole process cmhc or cra Ooh, okay Go. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find the. I'm gonna have to find the podcast episodes he's on, and I'll I'll link back to them, in the in the show notes. But in any case, he has a ton of experience working with um, the apartment rental companies, and he decided to go in on, go in with it on his own. Invest himself, and he has decades of experience with this. He's going to be at the Wealth Hacker Conference. He's actually going to talk about his apartment investing strategy as you know an individual, how he started out and then how he grew it. So this is the kind of stuff that you'll hear about 
from an individual investor level at the Wealth Hacker Conference. Plus, Grant Cardone's going to be at the Wealth Hacker Conference, and that's all that Grant, like, he doesn't invest in anything less than 32 units. I don't even know if he, like, it, that's what he suggests. <laughs> Grant Cardone's old philosophy is save up $100,000, get 10 buddies to invest with you and buy something, buy a building with at least 32 units. Now, <laughs> I don't know what market you're going to get, you're going to find 32 unit building, you know, at $5 million. So, 25% down, if it's 30% down, it's $3 million. Yeah. Southern Ontario, that'd be very interesting to see. Any, in any case, in the markets that he plays in, that's what you need. So, uh, and that's, and he invests in, in, you know, tons of units. And that's where a lot, so Cardone Capital, it's his real estate investment um, company. It's what he does. It's what he loves. You listen to him, to him talk about sales. It's very straightforward, very motivational. You listen to him talk about real estate and there's passion there. It's crazy. Uh, it's really, that. that's probably my, some of my favorite clips from Grant Cardone is when he starts to talk about real estate. And he's going to be talking about real estate in Toronto on November 9th at the Wealth Hacker Conference. I keep pushing this and I will continue to put to, to promote it because A, I've bought my ticket, I'm going. B, the people who organize it are solid people, Erwin Cito and Cherry Chan. Uh, I've met them both, I've talked to them both, I've talked to Erwin a bit more, and I just really appreciate Erwin's practical approach to investing um, and his approach to success and wealth. And there's going to be a diverse array of strategies that are going to be talked about at the Wealth Hacker Conference. I mean, there's a lot of real estate, but there's going to be some stock shops, like a, a, a particular stock option trading strategy that I've actually heard before, I've sat under before, I want to learn more um, because it's, it's extremely nuanced, but once you catch it, it's a, it's a very simple process. And that's going to be good too. So wealthhacker.ca. When you go there, there's a little Eventbrite ticket box. And at the top, there's enter pr promo code. Use the code REALWEALTH. All one word, REALWEALTH. And then you can scroll through the ticket options. There's general admission, VIP, and premium. Actually, technically it goes general admission, premium, VIP, but whatever. Um, VIP obviously is most expensive. General admission is the most affordable. As we get closer to the day, those prices are, gonna, are going to climb. So the sooner you get in, the more you save. If you use the discount code REALWEALTH, you get 10% off. And um, I'd love to see you there. Me and my buddy William, we're going. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward just to network with people who are interested in becoming wealth hackers. People who are wealth hackers, people who have become millionaires, multimillionaires because of you know their investment strategies. I want to learn from them, and I want to learn a little bit more, little bit more about apartment uh, investing. Because what these guys are doing, you know, CapReit, Northview, Northview is interesting. Interrent, Boardwalk, it's um, scalable. Might as well just go big in the beginning if I can, you know. Let me know what you think. Love to hear from you. And that's all. 
Have a great Monday.